welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from two separate locations here. As you can tell, probably by the audio here, you're getting someone who sounds like he's not actually in the studio, which I, your host, Brendan Queeley, am not in the studio at, am in my parents' basement at home in Tinley Park, Illinois, a southwest suburb of Chicago, as I am homeless and going between couch surfing on friends' uh, air mattresses and uh, spare bedrooms in Traverse City and splitting time between that and, uh, like I said, Tinley Park, Illinois, while I try to procure a an abode for me to live in in Traverse City. Uh, so hopefully uh, we're not going to have to do this for too long uh, with me being here and not being in the uh, office for the podcast. I'll be in the office on on some days, but splitting my time. Um, but we are here today. The venerable sports reporter, senior, full of grit, James Cook, is Boy. in the studio, as is our rookie uh, sports reporter, Jordan Puente. I will eventually stop calling you a rookie, Jordan. No, uh, cool. I don't know when. I don't know when that will be, um, but at, at some point. Just be Someday. It'll come off someday. Still working. We're, we're not hazing you. No, so no, it's part, of, it's part of the experience, bro. It's part of the experience. Yeah, we're not, we're not hazing you, so at least that's good. But yes, yeah, so I'm your host, Brendan Queeley. This is episode 223 of the Get Around Podcast. Like I said, James Cook, Jordan Puente, uh, along my virtual side, and I appreciate them being uh, so uh, flexible on this and, and letting me do this uh, from, from home, uh, or at least my current home. <laughs> but we have a, a wonderful show for you uh, today, and the show, of course, is brought to you by Jimmy John's in Traverse City. It's got two locations in our fine northern Michigan city. Uh, they make subs that are freaky fresh, and they do it in a fashion that is freaky fast because they are Jimmy John's. Freaky. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, James. <laughs> All right, so, Speaking uh, of James, episode... I called you. Oh, oh yeah, Speaking we got to do episode 223. Yeah, what's the area? Well, right, so I just not... looked it up. Yeah, what's the air? Where are we it's at? It's not Mauritania. What, what were our guesses? Um, I was I went Virginia again, right? I guessed Virginia again. You oh, guessed Alabama. I, I Maine. Oh yeah, you 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 took Maine and Jordan took Alabama. Yeah. Uh, area code two two three is Southern Pennsylvania. Oh. Ah, Harrisburg, Chambersburg, and Lancaster. Oh, our good Lancaster. friend Brendan Kinney would have known that. Brendan Kinney, uh, who. I think lived and worked in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Would have known, would have known that uh, uh, news anchor for uh, seven and four. So, so he did a little. Someone said West Virginia, so that's pretty. That's that's the closest. Yeah, James. I guess you're the winner, I right? I said Virginia, not West Virginia. That's still close. Well, who? Closest geographically, I guess. Yeah, it's not Mauritania, so <laughs> at least that. No, there's, there's that. All right, guesses for two two four then, since next week will be two two four. Uh, I will take Utah. Okay. Johnny Utah. Let me write these down. I'll take Johnny Utah. Point break reference. Utah. Give me two. Point break. Give me two, two, four. Point break. <laughs> two, two, four. Jordan, what do you want? Mm. Yeah, you, you can go it. international. You can do some international flavor. <laughs> yeah, I want to go international. You know what? Let's, <laughs> I want to stop in France. Uh, let's do Paris. I think, I think it's France, okay. <laughs> you come okay. here, Nashville. Uh, 
two, two, four. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick East Coast. I'll uh, I'll say North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. All right. There you jump down. Went Very from good. Virginia to North Carolina. Staying on the east. I don't. I mean, it starts with a two, so I'm assuming that's one of the early ones. I don't know if that's how they work. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe Utah's a really terrible guess. I don't, but that's probably that was, not really how they work. That was the first state that came to mind for me. So, but uh, James, I wanted to get into this immediately because I called you Saturday, and there was a reason that I called you Saturday. It was because uh, you you created one of my favorite and one that we most certainly need to submit to the Michigan Press Association for best sports headline writing. Uh, it was for the, the Pete Moss story, uh, Hunter Jones winning it again. Take me through your process of how you came up with uh, Rolling Jones gathers another Moss for the headline, which is a little lengthy, but still great. I, uh, I just, it just kind of popped into my head, I guess. I, I went in assuming that he had won more than two. But I forgot that he opted up last year uh, to the Division One race and raced against Riley Huff, and uh, did not win that one. And as a freshman, he placed sixth, which I think would have been his first high school race ever. So, so he won as a sophomore, and he won as a senior. So he got two. So I kind of came in. I think it kind of popped into my head the morning of, <laughs> like before the before I even got the Benzie. Oh, so you were you were like. Hunter Jones is winning this, yeah. and this is the headline. That's what I love. Like, and then I got I there and they enjoyed. changed the the schedule, and I didn't even get to see Hunter Jones race. <laughs> they did the D three race at eight a.m. instead of nine a.m. like what was originally scheduled. But I oh. found him and talked to him. And wow! So I I I love good clever headline writing. Like for for your uh, St. Francis story, I changed it to a route this way instead of right this way, since they routed uh, Ogama Heights. Um, I won, uh, which is surprising, because I don't really think it was a, I didn't think it was a first place award from the MPA. I didn't think it was worthy, but there was, uh, it was for a news story that I, uh, that I wrote, and a, like a sewage plant had a, a rupture or something, and it flooded a bunch of farm fields. And so my headline was Flush Flood instead of Flash Flood. And for some reason, I don't know why, but the MPA judges thought it was incredible. I've got a first-place plaque sitting on my desk for that. doesn't make any sense. I'm like, all right, I'll take it. I'm not going <laughs> to say goodbye to, a, uh, to one of those. But it was um, – James, do you have any other uh, gems uh, of headlines that you've written over the years that, that come to mind? Yeah, really I wish like? they would have had the headline writing thing earlier, but – um, back when I was on news side, I did a couple that were, uh, they, they gave us a little more leeway in headline writing way back. And there was this one local story that we had written where a guy called the police because he got, he got uh, robbed, basically, of the money that he was taking to go to a drug deal and buy money. <laughs> drugs with. Oh boy. <laughs> so he got mugged on the way to buying drugs. Uh, so we just ran the headline of Dope's Money Stolen because the money was for the dope. Uh-huh. That's clever. That's clever. There was another I, one I where... Think that's clever. There was one where, it was, this is a wire story that I think it was from Michigan, like some uh, uh, elderly couple 
had their kids visiting and they bought like a bunch of Chef Boyardee uh, pasta stuff. And they opened one of the cans and inside the can was just one giant piece of pasta uh, shaped like genitalia. (laughs) (laughs) So they tried suing Chef Boyardee. And uh, so the headline that, that we wrote that I came up with was just was pasta gives couple the willies. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've told this. I think I told this story on the podcast before of when I was working at the Remnant Tool Press, and we were writing. We were there was like a big emerald ash borer problem in the community at the time, so we were kind of covering that on a weekly basis, writing stories about that. And for one of them, um, I think it was it was one of the first couple stories, and there was a, a close up picture of kind of the damage to a tree from one of these emerald ash borers. And I had the idea of the headline being, get a load of this ash hole, <laughs> which did not go over well with my editor at all. Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was funny. That's um, how that was going, but, and I liked it. <laughs> but that was that was never happening. Um, but yeah, headline writing is... it. It's one of the few things when you're doing news or when you're doing something like a gamer or something like where you can be creative, right? I'm not saying we're not creative in our writing. We, we don't have fun with it at times, but headline writing really affords that. And I, it's, it's quite a lot of fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little hard to be too creative on game stories because you're so pressed for time. Yeah. Right. And you're just like, well, this, 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 and this. And yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the Pulse. Uh heavily football focused uh this week since last week was week one this week obviously week two uh i'm curious to know guys from your perspective football week one what are your takeaways and surprises james i know that uh you hit me with uh an expletive laced text regarding the sutton's bay score uh against uh, grand rapids north north point christian which i don't think any of us i was surprised should have yeah, yeah. I think we were all surprised. I don't think not any of us were were no. expecting a, a sixty to nineteen outcome uh, against a three time state runner up. Yeah, that one completely surprised me because um, when he texted me that score, I was like, "Oh yeah, you just won another game by a, a lot." And then and then I realized that it was they didn't have the score that was in the sixties. Yeah, and uh, so. Yeah, that, that I think was the score of the weekend that surprised me the most. Um, I mean, there were some other good upsets. I mean, Kalkaska. Oh, yeah, they pulling, won. Pulling off that win. And then uh, against Glen Lake. And then Gaylord upsetting Lake Fenton. Yeah. Was another a big win. But, yeah, that, that Sutton's Bay one, I... I know we were talking about it last week, yeah. too. Like, we were even talking about Sutton's Bay last week. Like, hey, Sutton's Bay, they're back. They can, are they going to be able to run it back? And then you check the score and you see what happened. It's like, wait, what happened? What happened with last year transitioning to this year? That's that's what happens, I guess, when you graduate seven of your eight starters on defense and it's an eight-man program that can, might struggle for for numbers. You know, it, they, they may have... You know, hopefully they, you know, bounce back. They've got Forest Area coming up on Wednesday, one of two eight-man games on Wednesday. Uh, you've got them, and then uh, Gaylord St. Mary is also uh, in, in action. Uh, Jordan, you had uh, you went out and covered West. Uh, I, I will did. say that I was surprised to see a 7 to nothing football score. So was I. I was very stunned, actually. Um, but 
To be honest, it kind of makes a little sense because a lot of the players, I mean, they, the whole offensive line is new, minus the exception of one of the guys. But I don't know. Like, it's just when they when the snap, when they took the first snap, they they were running it consistently. Like, it felt like I was watching either the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray where they have everything spread out and let him do what he needs to do or run it. That's kind of what Isaac Kelsey was doing all game. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, except he was able to throw a 72-yard touchdown pass, which was the only touchdown that they they were able to put together. But, now, even the coach was saying, like, this is – there's a lot of guys that are able to – they are trying to mess together. They they have the pieces. Everyone's able to adapt to it. It's just putting it out and and actually going out and doing it. So, I am – yeah, I, I was surprised too, to be honest. Like seven nothing's a very low score for that team. Anything else that stuck out for you guys? Of course, we had uh, Traverse City Central, the uh, defending Division One state runner up. Uh, they uh, once again went down to uh, Big Rapids and uh, handled things against uh, Saint Joseph. I, I think the the surprise there was how many big plays uh, Central gave up, which. Uh, head coach Eric Sugar has actually kind of spun in a positive, uh, kind of had that silver lining on that, saying, all right, we gave up a, uh, a kickoff return, a big pass play, a big run play, and then a garbage time touchdown. Uh, that basically, he's like, other than that, the defense never allowed St. Joe to have any sort of long, prolonged drive uh, that wore down the defense. They, you know, It was either... Don't bend at all or break for them. Uh, you have that, that central team that is putting together an offensive line of all new starters with little to no varsity experience. So that will be interesting to watch. And Sugar said that St. Joe is a, they're another playoff team. They were a state semifinalist last year. So um, what the Trojans do the rest of the season, I, I think they have to be encouraged by what they had what they had done in week one. Can I can I ask both of you guys this? Because you guys have watched Central more than I have. Would you define like would this? On your guys' opinion on it, um, would this be a must-win like state season for them? Because it seems like they like, do. They, they have to. Yeah, it seems like they've consistently perform and outperform and perform each year and year out. So, like for you guys, like would this be a season where they yeah, they need to win it? to, like, solidify themselves as one of the good power schools in the state of Michigan? No, I don't think so. I think that they are established enough already, and Sugars has done such a great job in his time as head coach uh, that they have built a consistently um, impressive program and certainly had the players uh, to do it. But what we're seeing this year uh, already, I mean, 49 points in that game. Uh, really impressive for a team that lost so much. So, James, uh, I was clearly uh, sandbagged by Tim War, uh, as you so rightly predicted. Um, I went out to the uh, the Kingsley uh, practice uh, about two weeks before they started. So it was the first day of practice, and, of course, Tim didn't exactly know what he had. Uh, but what, what he ended up having for week one was a 40 to nothing uh, victory over uh, a McBain team that was returning a lot of uh, varsity players from last year. 
and uh, what did you see out there from from Kingsley that once again proves what a great head coach Tim War is? Is he he's in the Hall of Fame already, right? He went in with Sugars. He was, no, he was or, elected this last summer with with Stapleton. Stapleton, that's who it was. I'm yep. sorry. Yep. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, this. Uh, you know, we were we were talking about how you know Kingsley may be down and everything because you know before the season he was talking about how they lost so much and everything and uh, that that team against McBain looked like a normal Kingsley team at the end of a season you know not making many mistakes uh, they were able to negate McBain's big size advantage um, even without their normal starting center putting a 165 pound kid on a 280 pound tackle and still able to win that battle and and keep Mac Bonico is from kind of just just blowing things up and everything. So uh, yeah, the the Gothals brothers are going to be problems for a lot of teams. Um, Sam and Max, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam is a very good running back. Uh, Max is a very good lineman, and then on defense, they're both making plays all over the place. I think what I what I loved about your story uh, is that you you did focus on just that one really interesting part of the game of the matchup, which was putting this kid on uh, on Bontico, who is a, a a beast of a football player. Um, that kind of reminded me, like when I read one hundred and sixty five pounds, I'm like, how do you even how do you match up at all? against that uh, and I know they were, they were double teaming him and whatever they had to do to make sure that he wasn't effective but I mean they did it that was a, a huge coup by the Stags yeah especially having to adjust late I mean they didn't find out that uh, Kyle Wager wasn't going to be able to play until Monday during the week so they had to adjust pretty quickly and you know and yeah they just they put two guys on Bonico and the two guys that were on him Maybe between them outweigh him by about twenty pounds. <laughs> yeah, so not much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. you know, same. I mean, Kingsley is in the same situation where they have been in a lot of years, where you know, they, I don't know that they have a lineman that weighs two hundred pounds. Right. Jeez. Yes, and they are another team. Uh, War said to me, he's like, they graduated nine nine starters on both sides of the ball. And yet they come out and they win forty to nothing. They don't allow a point in week one against a an experienced McBain team. Mm-hmm. So that just tells you something right there. Uh, of course, uh, we you also covered uh, a, a rival of Kingsley in St. Francis, uh, and they picked up a uh, a big win over Ogemaw Heights. And of course, we were just talking about the the headline uh, from that story. Uh, but they have the the more interesting thing was they have Jackson Lumen Christie and they have a Jackson Lumen Christie team in week two that is zero and one. And I don't know. I would have to go back and look. And if you want to do some, if you want to talk about this, I will go back and look. Unless you know this already, I don't know when the last time Jackson Lumen Christie started the season zero and two. Yeah, I'm looking back right now. In 2016, they started one and two, but zero and two. I don't um, think it, it has happened. I'm going back a ways. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. scrolling. Yep. 
Yep. He's already keep in 2008. Keep it going, keep it going. Keep it oh going, my goodness. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Yeah. I'm just oh, playing oh, right there. Go back. 1970. Since the 70s. Night. Before I was born. 1970, since the last time Jackson Lillian Christie started 0 and 2. Wow. <laughs> So if we're talking about a history-making win, you don't normally see them in week two of the season. But St. Francis has that potential, that opportunity this Friday. They're traveling down to uh, just outside of the Detroit area to Lumen Christie to, for this game. And James, now I'm glad that we've decided to send you down there. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is going to be a game. I mean, it's only the second time these two have ever met, either. They played two years ago. Central or St. Francis won that game by one point. 21-20, I think it was, at the, towards the end of the season. And Lumen Christie's a powerhouse. St. Francis is a powerhouse. You know, so it, it should just be a good game. And, and Lumen Christie coming off of a loss against New Lothrop that uh, will obviously not have them happy. No, I thought Sellers' quote was quite telling in saying that he wasn't really looking forward to playing an 0-1, uh, an 0-1 team, an 0-1 Jackson Lumen Christie team. You know, and New, and New Lothrop is a team that, you know, St. Francis obviously has played before and is another one of those Division Seven powerhouses. They beat St. Francis when the last time they were in the championship game. So let's let's uh, let's have some fun. Let's predict. Let's do a winner and a final score, and I'll start, and I'm going to be a homer. I am going to say that this is going to be the, the surprise win of the, of the year, or the surprise outcome, and I, I'll have St. Francis blowing out Jackson Lumen Christie by more than 20 points. Uh, I'll, yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll, give a, I'll give 42 to... Uh, 18. That's, that's a bold strategy, Cotton. That is pretty it's bold. It's a dumb one. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty stupid. I, I think that St. Francis can totally win this game. I I don't know that it would be a blowout. I see both teams being... I see the score being in like the mid-upper 20s. You know, both teams being able to score three, four times. But uh, I think St. Francis can can pull this out. Is it a winnable game? You you believe it's a truly winnable game? Oh, I th- yeah, it's it's a winnable game. Um, you know, I've never seen a game at Lumen Christie's Field, so I don't know how much of a home field advantage they have there. But I mean, it's against a very quality opponent on the road. But I th- still think St. Francis can hang in there. Just seeing what they did to Ogama Heights, yeah, who was a was a team that is, I think maybe. Physically, they had some. They had some big boys. They had boys some dudes. They they were. But I mean, it's just Saint Francis <laughs> was able to just contain them uh, yeah. on defense. And why not say just at quarterback? Yeah, that dude was um, a baller. You know, Charlie Peterson had a great season last year, and I don't think they lost anything at quarterback. Yeah, I was gonna mention. I was gonna say. Wow. Yeah, I was gonna mention you that. Like uh, now that I now that you brought up Charlie Peterson, I was gonna ask you during the game. Like, do you see any difference of Charlie being out? You know, I don't think Charlie I don't Peterson think, said. Was, yeah, I don't Peterson think at this point that Don is the same thrower as Peterson. 
you know, although he was very good. I mean, that touchdown down, he, to, down the middle to Hathaway was just on the money. That was glorious. Like, pretty pretty well hit him in stride. That was a great pass. On, on a, kind of a go-route cross in the, over the middle yeah. and everything. But what he adds that Charlie Peterson didn't, maybe because he didn't have to, is that Wyatt can just take off and run. Yeah, he was, he was he able wants. to roll out, and then he'll run, he'll... Juke a few guys, get the first down, on to the next. Yeah, he was pretty – yeah, I was pretty impressed, actually. And I, and I guarantee you at some point in this season that you will see St. Francis run some trick plays with him oh, yeah. where they will motion him out to oh, wide receiver. Yep, yep. And then out of their wing tee, look, have whoever run, whatever running back has the ball throw yep. it to him out there. Yep. I can yeah, it makes sense given what he was doing last year. So, yeah. all right, Rook, what's your prediction? Yeah, uh, I know you don't know much about Jackson Lim and Christie, but, no, just but I, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this though. They had uh, to... based off what you have said. You're, you're saying a blowout. You're saying it's a close one. I still think St. Francis wins, but based off what I saw last week, honestly, I'm going to probably have to go with Brendan on this, only because of what I was able to see last week, and that's the only time I've ever seen St. Francis play. Yeah, they, they. I think they probably going to blow them out. And if they do, then they're on, they're on pace to make another historic season. I'm sure they've had a lot of historic seasons, but, yeah, I believe there's another one coming. I mean, the thing is, Josh Sellers has the confidence in this team to schedule Jackson Lumen Christie, Detroit Country Day, uh, and then who was the third team again? Flint Beecher. Flint hey, Beecher, that's hey. right. So he's, he's got, he has the confidence to schedule those in this in this year's team, he has the the confidence to schedule or to have his AD schedule those three games. So that tells me something right there. Sure, that I'm tells right. me that they can that they can win uh, and win big uh, on Friday. So, all right. Uh, any other games of the week that you guys are interested in in, in checking out uh, coming out uh, over the next uh, few days here? I know that uh, we've got a couple of Wednesday games: uh, Sutton's Bay. Uh, Man, Sutton's Bay Forest area and Central Lake at uh, Gaylord St. Mary. Uh, Gaylord St. Mary, James, you said kind of. It looks like they'll be. You know, we've for the last several years we've had a, a team make it to the state championship game, uh, and five, five one of those, of course, was right. Yeah, we had Central. We had Central Lake win it in 2017. Uh, I was at that game. It was the highlight of my uh, sports writing career so far. Um, but you've got. Uh, you you think James Gale St. Mary is the uh, uh, kind of the favorite in the house right now? I I think so. With given how you know last week's score, I think the other St. Mary is has taken over that that mantle as the the top eight player team in the area. Um, and Wednesday night, I mean, is if you're a high school football fan and you haven't had the chance to go see an eight player game yet, there's two of them, one in Gaylord, one in Fife Lake. All with local teams. I mean, you know, St. Mary's playing Central Lake on, on Wednesday night, so you could go get yourself some uh, some eight-player football and see what it's all about. And which I highly recommend because it is super entertaining. Yeah, it is. It is such a fun version of football. Uh, and, and version, I think, it almost sounds like I'm I'm besmirching it, or um, but I'm not. Like it's a legitimate. Uh, legitimate game, and it is just—it's a blast to watch. We we do get uh, we do get football three days 
this week. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, uh, Traverse City West is down at Grand Haven uh, on Thursday. A couple of the big area games, uh, East Jordan is at Elk Rapids, Frankfurt at Mancelona. Uh, Jordan, you'll be out at Mancelona for that one. Yep. Uh, there's definitely some... Thursday is busy, which is a perfect day for James to take off, since that was really the only one we could do, decide. You would have taken Wednesday off if I wasn't already taking Wednesday off. But... Um, <laughs> Since uh, yeah, Thursday is Thursday is stacked. Maybe you I'll got just, regular. Just go to a football game on Thursday. Yeah, you should. You should probably. Hey, yeah, take that. Why not? If you're going to just go to a football game, work. <laughs> <laughs> that was me that, on Friday. I just got off, went to go watch San Francis. Never seen him. I was that was awesome. I've I will say, coming from a school that never had a stadium like that. Like, I was telling James, that was my first Friday night lights football game in Northern Michigan. And I had my dad on FaceTime, and I showed him the stadium and showed my mom the stadium. And both of their reactions was, wow, that is, that's a high school football stadium? Like, right. Yeah. It's three, there's three schools that share that stadium. They all thought it was a junior college. I'm like, no, this is a high school football stadium. And so, honestly, that was, yeah, it was, that was awesome. Like, that was that was awesome. So uh, I'm with James. I, I I remember my first uh, cover my first football game at Thurlby quite well, and just being in awe. I'm like, wow, this is this is a high school football stadium. Okay, <laughs> same. Very cool. Very very cool. Uh, any games that stick out to you guys uh, this week? Yeah, I do have two. Um, I know we talked about Sutton's Bay. Um, I know we talked about how they they gone to run ups and all that stuff i want to see how they bounce back after the week week one um just because yeah, I, I don't know like maybe that was a fluke type of game but um perhaps a bounce back and then also um hop on tc west again um if they can score more than seven seven points um see how what they can do um those are the two games for me yeah, sentence bay it'll be very tiring against uh, a forest area team that has uh traditionally struggled i guess is that the kind way to say it james uh yeah, on a couple years in there they're pretty decent but yeah they've they've struggled with having numbers you know they had to drop down yeah. to eight player because they had struggled and then even when they were an eight player they had troubles getting enough guys to be able to put uh, con- a consistently good team on the field yeah all right very good. Well, we had a, a couple of kids out of Boyne City join James and Jordan uh, in the studio. That was uh, the Rambler football players, Alex Calcaterra and Jack Neer, uh, who put up uh, just an incredible offensive performance. Yeah. So why don't we go ahead and take a listen to that interview right now with Alex and Jack. Glad on the Get Around podcast to welcome in Boyne City seniors Jack Neer. Thanks for having me on the podcast. And Alex Calcantara. Yeah, great to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming along. Thanks for making the trip. Yeah. I mean, how long of a drive is that? Like, hour 15? Uh, yeah, hour 15. Yeah, yeah about that time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that far away for you guys. Yeah. Hey, thanks, guys, for coming out here. Yeah, yeah we do. Yeah, no problem. Boyne, we do have a Boyne jersey hanging up in the, uh, in the room. Should have you guys sign that. 
But neither of you guys are probably 42. No. No. I don't know who that, 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 that would 42 be. 42 is long yeah, gone. From the same school. But you guys are coming off a big win over Benzie Central. Um, you guys put up quite a bit of offense this week. Um, Jack threw for 324 yards and, and only seven touchdowns. <laughs> only <laughs> nine completions, seven touchdowns. Yeah. Pretty good percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex caught five of those passes for 174 yards and five touchdowns. So have, have you guys extrapolated out how many that's going to be at the end of the season if you keep this up? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a, a strong game. I don't I don't think every game will be like that. I mean, if it is, great. If not, great. Um, if it is, you're going to be in the record books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, I think other games will definitely have, like, more running game. Then passing, obviously this one was a lot of passing, but yeah. Yeah, their defense was just set up for our pass game. They stopped our run pretty well, so we just got them with the pass. It's not like you guys came into the run in the game saying, we don't have Bobby Hoth anymore, so we're just not going to run the ball. We're just yeah. Yeah. The ball yeah, and Subtle does a good job with bringing everyone in the box, running like four or five run plays, and then, he's, and then he goes for it, goes for the long ball. So, mm-hmm. so. I was going to ask one thing. Have you ever thrown seven touchdowns before in your life? No. The most I've ever had is five, not seven. Yeah, that was know? that was against Mancelona last year, right? Yeah. And I did it once in JV, too. Yeah. You said that there was one play where you just lined up out wide and there was not even anybody on you, right? And yeah. It was. And when we watch film, or at least when I watch film, there was a play before, and our other wide receiver, Mason Wilcox, lined up on the other side. No one was on him. And then they called a timeout or something. And then we came out the next play. No mm-hmm. one's on me. It was supposed to be a run. And I was like, Jack, I was kind of confused because I didn't know if we wanted to go for it or like kind of just like run it and let the clock. I don't know. It was a weird situation. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. towards the end of the game. And yeah. I was like, subtle if you're mad at me, I understand. <laughs> yeah. But I had to take it. But then I, I heard subtle on the sidelines <laughs> start yelling. He was like, Jack, Jack. And I was like, oh, my, I, guess, I guess he wants to go for it. So, Got to take the points, right, yeah. when yeah. you can? Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, they, they, their offense seemed to generate a little bit of yeah. and So, I mean, it's not like you guys were thinking, no, we just we can just kneel on the ball at this yeah. point. So, okay, I've got some uh, I got some weird questions for you guys. So, uh, who who is the best and the worst golfer on the team? Jack. He's both? Jack, Jack is the best golfer. <laughs> yeah, I play golf in yeah. the spring <laughs> for fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to pick up golf. Uh, I'm working on it. Might play this, this spring. Mm-hmm. We'll see. What are you shooting? I shoot like mid eighties around there. You? I mean, you're just playing. Hey, who cares, man? You're just playing. I don't think I've ever played like serious eighteen where I'm like actually keeping score. Maybe it'll be like serious nine, and then the back nine. I'm like, all right, this is this is going down. <laughs> hey, you're just playing for fun at this point. You're yeah, might yeah. as well mm-hmm. just mess around. Play a non mulligan round. Yeah. The worst golfer on the team is definitely Joey McHugh. Oh yeah, Jordan Q for sure. What a diss! Why you listen to this and be like, <laughs> he, "Wow, hey, disrespectful, he, man!" He knows, he knows, he knows, like knows that, it too. <laughs> he knows it. Oh, that's even worse. So, so I understand that the team golfs together quite a bit. Yeah. Right, guys from the football team. Yeah. Yeah. How big a groups? Like, where do you go? What do you do? Uh, so we have the local E9 Old Holes course, like just ten minutes out of Point City. Uh, we go there a lot. I would say just like four or five of us usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's usually just like fun. Like we don't really 
sometimes we'll keep score for playing well, but if not, then it just goes all over the place. Just have fun out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. You just you just play Jack versus everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, a scramble. Usually, yeah, usually it's Jack versus the other four scrambling. Yeah. And who wins? <laughs> it depends. Depends on if I play well or not. I've beat them before, but they beat me. Yeah. As far as off season goes, was that something like as far as the chemistry? Because you were mentioning golf. You guys go out and play golf. Was building that chemistry like something that you guys wanted to do heading into the season? Yeah, and I think one of our strengths is we've like me, Jack, and all the other guys in our grade. We've been playing sports together for so long that like it's just been there and. I think it's senior year that's the strongest. So now for you guys, you mentioned that there was no one covering you. Mm-hmm. Did what? What was it that like? Did you guys just look at each other and you knew? It was yeah. It was pretty much that same thing. I kind of raised my hand. I was like pointing in front of me, like hey, and then Jack's smart enough to see that there's no one out there too. So wow, took advantage yeah. of it. Like has that been something like throughout the game too? You guys have been able to like channel and be like, okay, I feel confident this is gonna work. Yeah, I just want it. Yeah, and we, I think we started to realize last year, at the end of the season, we started to do it more and more, and like, started to kind of read each other's minds almost. So, wow. Yeah, we got the trust with the line too, where yeah. we can just audible plays, and they know what to do. Yeah. And it's nice that like all of them returned besides one, so it's pretty nice that they all came back. Yeah. How how much freedom? I mean, you've been starting for a while now at quarterback. How much freedom do you have to audible out of plays? I can do it any play that I want, pretty much. Yeah. I just don't yeah. sometimes, just so I don't get yelled at. Because <laughs> if I could, I'd just pass it every time. But Have you? Have you gotten yelled at for changing something? Um, not yet, no. <laughs> the only times I've gotten yelled at is making the wrong reads and stuff like that. That's uh, okay. So i got a couple of kind of rapid-fire questions. Uh, so your dad is the basketball coach, mm-hmm. and then you've got Dave Suttle as the football coach. So um, between the two, who would win in a game of one-on-one? Subtle or your dad? My dad. Basketball? Yeah. Uh, I would hope my dad, just because I would, would kind of guess he he has He's probably tall. about two feet on subtle. Yeah. <laughs> Subtle's a little, yeah, a little bit smaller. Like vertically challenged, like yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, field goal contest between the two. Two of us or the no, coaches? The two coaches. Oh. All these are the two coaches. Uh, I do want to intrigue, though. I do want to add one thing. How many yards are we talking? Are we talking 10, 15, 25? Like an average, an Ooh. extra point type field goal? We could do a distance or accuracy. There you go. Mm. I, I, that's tough to say. I don't think I've ever seen, so, like, as much as we're around football and Suttles, like, around football, obviously, mm-hmm. never seen him, like, throw or run or kick or, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just he doesn't even throw? He's thrown to me a couple of times. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I have, yeah. yeah, it's. I'm gonna have to say Calc is gonna win because he's just more athletic than Subtle is. Okay. How about the two of them in golf? Uh, when we watched Subtle play, when because he we did a team scramble and he was there. I was he good? I don't. He could hit the I ball. I don't think my dad's not. My dad know. stays away from golf. <laughs> <laughs> okay, who's ever who's caught the biggest fish between the two? Oh. Again, Dad doesn't really fish. I don't know about subtle either. No? <laughs> I have no idea. When I texted your dad the other day to ask him some of these <laughs> questions, he was out salmon fishing, he said. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he, he went fishing with a friend the other day. But yeah. he, he's always like, he always comes back. I'm like, how was it? He's like, oh, we didn't catch anything, but 
went swimming or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's pretty successful. <laughs> Who's got the worst beard out of the two? My dad. Subtle's got a Subtle's got a nice beard. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Your dad's just just getting disrespected <laughs> right now, dude. Feel bad for Randy's a good guy. There you go. He was the one that so suggested these. Okay, well, there you go. Hey, he's cool with it. That's what's up. Uh, so who does the best impression of Coach Suttle on the football team? Ooh. I'm going to say our Will Brown, one of our linemen. He, when he gets, like, annoyed of Suttle or something, he'll in the locker room he'll say something, like, in his voice, and it's, it's pretty close. Yeah, it is pretty close. The, the linemen all, like... Coach Subtle and the lineman coach, Coach Wolf, they do a very good impersonation of. So. Mm -hmm. Wow. And what does that kind of involve? Do they have peculiar ways of speaking or just ways that they say things all the time? Well, like, Subtle's nice and short, so, like, they, like, shrink down and they, like, pretend <laughs> to be, like, Subtle. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> so you guys are the Ramblers. And you have the, the winged wheel mm -hmm. logo and everything like that. Oh, I know. It's about to come. Yeah. Does it fly or does it roll? It flies. I'm going to have to agree that it flies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you guys do, you guys are the aerial <laughs> yep. attack for the team. That so that, that would be, yeah. maybe uh, maybe Joey would say run, that it rolls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Joey, Definitely and Joey and the linemen. Okay. So I hear the, the, the linemen are kind of like the, the jokesters on the team. <laughs> Right? Yeah. You guys are kind of the more serious guys? Yeah, they. it's definitely like, and me and Jack have talked about it with Subtle and everyone about like, they've, they've got some big personalities, I guess. So to kind of keep them in line is one of our goals during practice. So Yeah, it's tough sometimes yeah. too. Do you have to keep them in line during games? Do they Are they drawn at the other team? Uh, Not really, no. They do pretty good. And if, if they are, They'll like get after each other too. Like it's not always us. They'll mm -hmm. they'll keep each other in line too. So that's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you've got Sheboygan coming up. First home game this Friday. What uh, what are you expecting to see out of them? And and uh, wh massive. what kind of show are you going to put in they're for the home crowd? They're big boys. Yeah. We're gonna have to stop the run a lot since they run that full house tee just like St. Francis does. Yeah. It's. Yeah, they're big. I, I definitely think it'll be a very different game than Penty, so we'll have to see. Very, very different style. Yeah. What what kind of game plan was it that Benzie brought, or what what were their strengths weaknesses? Uh, so defensively, we went in. They liked like the outside, like they'd run pitch, 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 and then like counter every once in a while. So we worked all week to stop that. That was kind of the defensive scout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then for. For our offense, we um, they ran like a they switched up their defense a lot, but they mostly ran like a five-two-ish with like man secondary, yeah. which was kind of odd. But like they stopped our outside run game pretty well. Our inside run with Joey was pretty pretty good. Like he gained like five to seven yards every carry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And our passing worked. Yeah. Even though like the numbers say that, obviously me and Jack were very successful. Joey and our inside running backs are doing very good, just picking up that five, six, seven yards, getting the first downs and stuff. Yeah, you guys averaged almost five yards a carry, I yeah. think it was, in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Between uh, Joey and Gavin doing most of the... Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Jack doing some of the running. Yeah, very Jack, minimal. Jack's doing some running this year. Are you, would you, 
Do you like running outside of the pocket and trying to get crazy with it? Or are you more of like a stand in the pocket? Let's see what I can do here. Um, most of the time I get out of the pocket and try to throw, like just get the defense off balance and stuff like that. That's throw, on, throw on the run? Yeah. Like Gavin had like an 80-yard touchdown pass, and I had to get out of the pocket because they brought the both backers blitzing. And for some reason he was wide open, but wow. it worked. So, uh, so next week might be the first time you get tackled. <laughs> yeah. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, he caught five passes and he had five touchdowns. Yeah. It they was didn't like catch, they didn't stop him once. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll have to see. That ice that ice bath might be a, a nice spot. <laughs> yeah. We do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throwing the ball be a way to get around those big boys, right? Yeah. And our outside run game should be really, really successful against them. Mm-hmm. Who do you got after that? After Sheboygan. Grayling. Grayling, they usually have some big boys too. Yeah. yeah, that's that's the district semi rematch, so I'm sure they'll be hungry. Yeah, talk a little bit about that game, about the about the playoff game against Grayling last year. I know that was kind of like one of your big things that you wanted was, to do. Yeah, that was. I just like first thing that comes to mind when I think of that game is it was the loudest game and like biggest game I've ever played in, like even more so than the Standish game. Mm-hmm. Just the crowd was like, I remember all of us always talk about like. That was the first game I couldn't hear him, like, snapping the ball. I'd have to actually look at the ball to go. It was crazy. But, yeah, um, and wow. I, th- I think it was coming down to the last one, Bobby made, or someone made the stop, and it was just, it was, pr- it was pretty magical. Yeah, it was <laughs> crazy. The game was crazy. Yeah, that was a pretty back-and-forth game. Yeah, very. And they were a very good team, too. We, two, three, his first year on varsity, I remember we lost to them. So it was a, last year was a comeback game for us, and it was very good for, <coughs> for us to get them. Hmm. Um, so I understand you guys uh, go out for breakfast on game days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, what's, what's the go-to? Uh, so there's a place in East Jordan. It's called South Arm Cafe. That's, that's been the spot for last year and then this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. their cinnamon rolls are insane. They're so good. Yeah. Nice little okay. plug for that little spot, though. Nice little plug. Yeah. 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 Or however many people show up. That's cool though. Have you guys just recently started doing that, or is that just something that you guys know. wanted to do? Yeah, I, last year we did it the first game, I guess. I think just because we won the first game last year, we just said, hey, let's keep going. Yeah, uh, it was pretty superstitious. I was going to say, yeah. I don't want to like yeah. say it, but is that yeah. something? Okay. Yeah. What other superstitions do the team have, or, or guys on the team have? I wear the same socks since my sophomore <laughs> year. <laughs> For every football game. Should, should I ask? Like, should we ask? Is it why? Yeah, we want. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Hey, There's holes in them, though. Yeah, no. One thing I learned last year was Bobby Hoth was one of the most superstitious people I've ever met. Like, oh, yeah? Su- like, Subtle would say. So, one thing that comes to mind is Subtle would tell us to warm up a certain way, like, right before the game. And Bobby would be like, no, when we did that, we lost a bubble. Like... He was so on it and like wanted to change it, and I, of course he's such a leader that like it would happen. So, mm-hmm. any other pre-game or post-game traditions of the 
the team has? What do you what do you do after do you celebrate a win in a certain way? Blast uh, music. All I do is win. Make my own. Yeah. Just not not necessarily after the game. I would say. It's the game we're just exhausted. Yeah. Just go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> that Benzie bus ride. We got on the bus and everyone was just zonked out. Yeah, that's gonna be a long. That's gonna be like about a two hour yeah, it bus was ride. Two fifteen. And that something. game was the longest game yeah. I've ever played in. Like yeah. it got done at ten thirty. Yeah. Well, you threw the ball so many times. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, did man. they. The lights went out. Yeah, oh, yeah? Did you hear about that? No. Uh, fourth quarter, like, three or four minutes left in the game. Lights, stadium went completely dark. They were over it. Was like, <laughs> I th- I, everyone was saying because the game took so long that the lights, like, immediately shut off at a certain time, and we were still playing, so. Did they come back? Did they get it back on, or yeah. did you just yeah, keep going? Like, or? Yeah. yeah, like 10 minutes later. Yeah. Okay, so you just had to stop for 10 minutes? Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah. Who had the ball, just out of curiosity? Benzie did. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have a stoppage and play like that, what do you do for 10 minutes? Yeah, it was peop- like guys just sat on the sidelines, just kind of stretched out, got to stay loose. Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Defense was huddled up, talking with our defensive coach, and just like going over coverages and assignments and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they actually threw the ball pretty well against us. Yeah. Their quarterback put up good numbers, too. Yeah. And we were trying to – our secondary didn't play great. And yeah, I think that's – again, with the – you see how much, like, success me and Jack had and our offense had, but we also realized, like, hey, we got we to gotta work on defense because that was not our best defensive game ever. Yeah, mm-hmm. too many little mistakes. Like, mm-hmm. one of them, a dude was wide open down the sideline with missed coverage. Yeah. And, like, our sophomore ram- our Rambler, who's uh, Rambler's like an outside linebacker for us, um, he let up a touchdown right down the middle of the field. He was manned on him, which kind of stunk. And it was just little mistakes, yeah. and we could have beat them by, like, 40. But Yeah, just lots of little nitpick things, and we could have held them lower. So. Yeah. Yeah. When you said Rambler, I thought you were talking about the mascot. <laughs> yeah, we have a position called the Rambler, which is just like an outside linebacker for yeah. us, pretty much. How do they choose who has to get in the mascot costume? Uh, do you guys take it on the road? That, that might be a question for my dad. Uh, it's yeah. I'm not Does sure. the mascot dress on the road, or just home no, games? No, just no, home, just home we'll, games. We'll see if he makes an appearance this Friday. <laughs> you should see it, man. It's huge. It's this right. giant thing they get in, and, it's, and then they inflate it, yeah. right? Or do you yeah. inflate it first, then get in it? I think it's huge. First. Yeah, it's like what ten feet tall. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty oh, tall. Oh, or something oh, called Captain <laughs> Rowdy. Yeah, it's Wait, what's yeah. it called? Captain Rowdy. Yeah, Captain. Wow. So it's okay. not it's not like a Rambler wheel, which I think a lot of people like think of. That's what I'm thinking of yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But where, so where does the Rambler wheel and the nickname come from? Because McBain has the same thing, yeah, and they have the yeah, same winged wheel, but I'm just not sure Ramblers, the origin yeah, of that. That's what the There's a type of car named the Rambler, I think. Yeah. I have no yeah. idea where we got Ramblers from. but Yeah, yeah. like McBain's football helmets have pretty much like the Red Wings logo Yeah, yeah. on the side of their helmets. Um, it actually looks kind of cool. It's like way oversized, everything, but only on one side. Um, well, I guess both of you guys are on the basketball team, too, so we should probably talk about basketball a little bit. Um, I know last year you had the scary thing where you got undercut yeah. on the dunk yeah. and ended up in the hospital. Yeah. What well, not quite. I didn't end up. I was stayed out of the hospital, luckily. Yeah. But you had to go get some, like, stitched up or something, right? Um, 
No, I so I just went back in the locker room with one of the medics that was there, and they did like my uh, they at first they did a concussion test, obviously, because they wanted to mm-hmm. make sure I didn't have that. But yeah, I didn't end up getting stitches or hospital or anything. Okay. Yeah. Well, I remember. I think that was an idea. I was like, I texted your dad asking him for scores and he's just like um we're in the locker room and uh one of the players is kind of a bloody mess right now yeah. uh i'm going to get back to you yeah yeah it was <laughs> what i mean what happened on that on the play yeah i mean you went up to dunk and you got yeah, undercut so right? i actually uh a lot, a lot of people don't know this but i went up for a dunk uh whatever five minutes early or something i missed it this one was just a fast break went up for a layup then that happened, and it was, yeah. Okay, so you weren't even dunking. No. Oh, no. Wow. They just thought you were going to? Yeah, I guess so. <coughs> it's pretty dirty. Yeah. Did you come down and hit your head? Yeah. I'm going to guess. Came down straight on my, right here on my nose. Yeah. My face worse? Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. Dude. Yeah. yeah wow. It was pretty scary. So like you were walking around with like a bloody nose, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. People were like, "Oh, what, what happened to you? <laughs> yeah, my, you get in a fight?" My face was a little swollen for a bit. <laughs> did it hurt? Like how? Did it hurt? Like when it happened? Like did you like feel uh, anything? Yeah. So most of the blood was from my mouth because because my mouth got so cut up and everything. Like I didn't really realize my nose, and then like a week later, like my nose was still hurting, and I think. We went to the ho- we went to the doctors. They said it was fractured or whatever. I don't, but didn't have to get it like adjusted or anything. So. And you can still like breathe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm not, oh, wow. th- I'm not that worried. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. The the worst story I've heard, sort of like that, was a kid from Onekama. I don't know if he was going up. I wasn't at the game, but I just heard the story secondhand from like a bunch of people. It's playing at. They were at Benzi. And I don't know if he was going up for a layup or a dunk or, or what. But anyway, he falls down on the, f- on the floor, face first. Mm-hmm. And his teeth stick in the wood. Really? Like somebody landed on him, too. Yeah, that's... And his teeth stick into the wood and actually left an indent. And he, like, lost several teeth. Like, his te- I think a couple of his teeth were stuck in the wood. Yeah, I'm <laughs> very happy nothing happened with my teeth. No <laughs> loose teeth or no broken teeth that... That would have been bad. Yeah. Ow. Um, well, what are you guys looking forward to from for basketball this season? I mean, you got a decent crew back by the looks of it, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we only lost two seniors last year, and I I really like our underclassmen that are coming up. We have uh, a couple sophomores that are going to really help us, Jane Elger and Ryan Spate, who plays football. Um, I think they'll really give us a good boost. Do you have to fight the urge to uh, not watch the replay on the Jumbotron at, at basketball games? It's, uh, you'd be surprised, like, you, you don't really realize it's there. I mean, like, there's only certain scenarios where you're like, oh, and you look up and it's uh, there, but during the game you rarely notice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the first time it was up my freshman year, I think. Yeah, my freshman year, it was weird because it, like, glared off the backboard yeah, a little yeah. bit, which was weird, but, like, we're used to it now, so, like... <laughs> Off the backboard on the other end. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like an advantage a little bit. <laughs> How big is it? Is it like pretty? It's pretty big and very bright, so <laughs> it's almost distracting. Yeah, it's like I don't know, 
eight feet by 12 feet or something, yeah, maybe? it's around that. Yeah. It's, on, it's on the wall. It doesn't yeah, hang down over the court. That's huge. Wow. I don't think you could let it hang down over the court in your guys' gym. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know that there'd be enough room to put something like that in there. A lot of balls would go off of it. Yeah. What do the new facilities look like for you guys yeah, that they're building? That, what that new uh, Hawks gym or whatever you want to call it is supposed to be open soon, and it's it's going to be pretty cool. It'll definitely give sports like spring sports we have such a problem because it's so cold and there's always like mm -hmm. snow on the ground baseball softball like they can't practice in the field so having that facility with turf and everything will be very helpful we yeah. have a new weight room too and our ad mr stefanski he toured tc central's weight room actually and he fell in love with it and like bought like <laughs> yeah. literally everything they yeah. had so we got like their entire yeah. program <laughs> I mm -hmm. that's coming in yeah tc central's gym is it's pretty crazy. It's or their their weight room, I mean. Yeah. I've yeah. never seen anything like it, to be honest. Yeah. And will you guys, I mean, if you make a playoff run, too, do some football practices inside just to avoid the elements? Or would you rather practice in the same elements that you're going to be playing yeah. in? Uh, yeah. We'll have to leave that to Subtle, what, what he wants to do. Uh, we'll be the Green Bay Packers. or Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. They never had a practice facility, by the way, until this yeah. year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've definitely, every year there's definitely some inside practices so with this facility it'll be better than going in the basketball gym <laughs> tearing, tearing up the yeah definitely yeah definitely cool well it's been a it's been a pleasure having you guys on here we got to get you back to football practice so <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah thanks <laughs> for having hit us. the road up to boyne city yep. but thank thanks you. for thanks for coming and spending yeah. some time with us yeah. best of luck yeah. next week yeah, all right thank you luck. All right, thanks again to Alex and Jack for joining James and Jordan uh, in the podcast studio. Sorry that I couldn't be there for that. I love the athlete interviews, and I'm bummed that I don't get to do it. Did you guys play Heads Up? Because I didn't listen. I haven't listened oh. to it yet. No, we didn't. It went long enough as it was. Yeah, it was a good conversation. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, maybe when I uh, when I, when I back up there full time, uh, we'll we'll bring Heads Up back up. I, I am excited to 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 announce this though, but we will be eventually doing the the rip-off hot ones uh with the uh three traverse city uh schools and the players from each of the traverse city teams i got the bomb hot sauce if you guys go and look in my in the second drawer of my desk you'll actually see it it's uh wrapped in aluminum foil and then also wrapped in a dog poop bag because <laughs> i needed something to to carry it i didn't want it like when i when i bought the bomb if you've ever seen hot ones the yeah. show on youtube it is the it's the hot sauce that knocks everybody on their keister like it, it's the one that people are like am i going to die and i'm pretty sure i'm going to when this happens it's gonna suck but you know but yeah. you know james will get james will get bumped up to sports editor so that'll be fine and then <laughs> jordan, jordan jordan will no longer be a rookie because hey. and, and be a veteran so you know I, uh, Oh, good things all around if I happen to pass away from hot sauce. Um, I, sh I shouldn't joke about those things. No, Hopefully it doesn't actually happen. Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks again, uh, Alex and Jack, for joining uh, them on the podcast. Really appreciate it. Uh, and as 
always, uh, that interview and this show is brought to you by Jimmy John's, which has two locations in Traverse City. Uh, they make subs. They're freaky fresh. They do it freaky fast. Jimmy John's. Freaky out. Uh. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on now. We get around Hall of Fame. Uh, we last week was our full week, first full week of all the fall sports. Everything was in action. Uh, James, why don't you go ahead and give your uh, nomination first? Then we'll move to Jordan, and then I will give mine. All right, I've got uh, I got one picked out from uh, from Petoskey. I, I figured you guys, one of you guys, would go with the the Boyne kids, given their big numbers that they put up, but I think that they're probably going to do that again this season. So, And, uh, yeah, that is uh, often what, we'll, what we do is we have the guest on and they just happen to also get um, the, yeah. uh, the athlete of the week, but I made a, a conscious decision this week to stay away from football players since we were so football heavy in our earlier conversation. Yeah, uh, I did not, so... <laughs> I, I picked uh, Petoskey running back C.J. Hibbler. Uh, he ran for 231 yards in, uh, in their, their loss against Lettington, a pretty close game. Um, but he also had touchdown runs of 92 yards and 80 yards on back-to-back carries. Impressive. That is impressive. No doubt. That is, that is yeah, that, that got a couple of uh, eyebrow raises for me. Wow, uh, which are which are not visible to our audible viewers. <laughs> so, uh, Jordan, your nomination. Yeah, so mine. I'm not going football. Um, I'm actually going St. Francis tennis player, sophomore sensation. It's it's unreal that he's really a sophomore. Owen Jackson, um, out of tennis, and the man this past week has it seems like has won every single match as the second singles player for the Gladiators. It's unreal. I know last season he he was even phenomenal last season. Um, it's cool. Just, I mean, he's, yeah, he's just been winning every single time. And that is my I, athlete. I think, I think literally has won every single time. I don't know that he's lost this season. I was going to say, has he dropped a set? I don't think so. I doubt. I don't you think he's dropped a set from looking at the, I, I, I don't believe that he did when I was, uh, when I was looking at the results, so he's had phenomenal. Right, yeah, Owen phenomenal week, though. So yeah, Owen Jackson from St. Francis. Owen Jackson, good Penn nomination. State. Yeah, I'm sticking with uh, St. Francis. Live St. Francis love on this show, uh, especially since I was picking them to to now blow out Jackson Lim and Christie by more than <laughs> three touchdowns. Uh, I am going with Traverse City St. Francis golfer Grace Slocum. Uh, I can I think right now she's the early leader in the house for the, our girls golfer of the year. Of course, we're only a few weeks uh, into the the girls' golf season, uh, but she uh, she won uh, both of her meets last week, uh, shooting a seventy six on Tuesday and then an eighty three at Grandview on Thursday. So uh, yeah, Grace Slocum is my nomination. So we've got C.G. Hibbler out of Petoskey, Owen Jackson out of St. Francis, and Grace Slocum out of St. Francis as well. We'll start the voting with. Uh, well, then Grace was also James. in the top 10 at the Pete Moss on Saturday. See? So, <laughs> like, duty. athlete of the week. Athlete of the week. Right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah Owen Jackson's record is 14-4, and four according to TennisReporting.com this season. Okay. But that's pretty good All for right. a sophomore at number two singles <laughs> with the schedule that they play. Yeah. He won. Uh, yeah. He won his match against Liggett, too. That was, mm-hmm. like, their... That was... Yeah, so... All right, James, uh... 
who are you? Uh, who are you giving your vote to? Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go with Grace Slocum for what she won two tournaments and then and then finished in the top. I think it was even, maybe even top five, but uh, I know it was top ten in the the Pete Moss in cross country. Okay. Yeah, I'm Jordan. Gonna, yeah, I'm. Yeah, actually, you know what? What that football player was able to do on Friday night, that was right there. That's my that's my vote. I'm going Petowski running back. Uh, all right, well, you're going to make me uh, choose my own, which I'm going to do, <laughs> and I, I will take. I'll, I'll take Grace Slocum uh, for the Get Around Hall of Fame and our uh, our, our nomination and our, our winner this week. So congratulations to Traverse City St. Francis golfer Grace Slocum. You are the latest inductee into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. All right, uh, wrap things up with the uh, trifecta. You guys good with that? Let's do it. And uh, I will, so I. it was originally going to be, uh, we were going to talk about headlines, sports headlines in the uh, in the trifecta. And then I realized that I've got to come clean and tell everyone why I'm not going to be working on Wednesday. Uh, and that is because last week while I was in the office, I broke down uh to my own peer pressure and from peer pressure from a couple of other people and trapped about $156 on a ringside seat for the upcoming AEW Dynamite show in Chicago. Attaboy, man. Attaboy. Uh, some, some, some pro wrestling, uh, which uh, is, I, you know, like I said, I, I've, I've blamed Harrison Beebe of 7-4 and four in the past, but he is the reason that I am back into pro wrestling uh, and uh, I'm very happy about it. Well, we went to uh, uh, the first AEW Dynamite show uh, in Detroit uh, at the end of June, which was a lot of fun. And so I'm actually going by myself, and that'll tell you how much of a sports guilty pleasure it is. And I guess sports entertainment, if we want to go, if we want to put the quotes around it, sports entertainment, we can do that too. As a former um, wrestler, yes. <laughs> As a former, yeah. Well, you're you're an amateur wrestler. These are pro wrestlers, okay? Greco so, wrestler. Uh, so my the trifecta this week is you know what are your sports guilty pleasures? And for me, it is right now hands down uh, watching AEW and and WWE this week is insane. If you are a pro wrestling fan, this week is insane. So, I will just run through it really quick. Uh, someone tweeted this out earlier, but I had talked to Harrison and uh, one of our other friends, uh, uh, John DeNoyer, about it uh, this week. Monday night, so we've got tonight, or recording this as of Monday, Monday you have Monday, uh, Monday Night Raw from right. WWE. On Tuesday, you have uh, NXT, which is like the minor leagues for WWE. On Wednesday, you have a W Dynamite. On Friday, you have uh, WWE SmackDown, AEW uh, Rampage. On Saturday, you have the first stadium show in the UK for WWE since 1992. So that's Clash of the Castle, and that's the pay-per-view on Saturday. And then on Sunday, you've got an NXT pay-per-view and an AEW pay-per-view. So I am literally going to be watching pro wrestling for the next, like, <laughs> seven days. It's going to be pretty much nonstop. Other than Thursday, my, my dance card is full when it comes to pro wrestling. So that is my sports guilty pleasure 
I don't know if you guys have anything that comes even close to that. Uh, the only thing that I kind of mentioned would be the number of fantasy football uh, leagues that you happen to find yourselves in. I find myself in zero. But that doesn't make me any. But that doesn't make me better than the person who finds themselves in twenty-three. That's a lot that, of leaves. That's, that's where I'm hanging my head. Oh, that's a lot of leaves, man. Twenty. <laughs> uh, You're hanging your head in, in fantasy football. Yeah, last last year I was in twelve. Jeez. Fantasy football leagues, and uh, I was like, ah, that's a little too much. How many? Like, how many? I, I, I slimmed it down to ten this year. <laughs> so how staying do you, in double digits? How do you but, keep up with that, dude? Yeah, that uh, seems like a full time job. It is a second. Yeah, and I'm the commissioner in like three or four of them. That's, dude, that kind of sucks what too. Nah, bro. Uh, but I don't know. It's just fun. It is I've, fun. I've got. You know, we got. We got, one, fun, we got one that's the media. That's the media group from you know all the sports reporters. You know, TV and and newspaper from Northern Michigan, uh, minus Brendan. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I'm just not good. I'm like one. I'm not good at it. Two. I. It's. I don't have the time to devote to yeah, it to actually need. like. Oh yeah. Do well. Oh yeah. Uh, and I, I, I don't know football all that well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know NFL football all that well. Yeah. So I've got another league that's, uh, that our friend JP runs uh, that he asked me to be in. I've got um, – I started a league for the Northern Michigan Homebrewers Guild. So we've got homebrewers that are that are going <laughs> against each other. Um, we've got the, the, record Eagle, the public record eagle league where we play against uh, listener, readers and coaches. And which, I, which I will join. I will do that. Yeah, yeah. That that draft is next Monday, I believe. Good to know. Um, you know, then I'm in a league with Mark Urban of, of a whole bunch mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, like Cody Inglis is in that league, and uh, Joe Trudeau, the former Saint, or former Sutton's Bay football coach, and uh, a bunch of other guys uh, around here, mostly Leelanau kind of based, you know. So a, a lot of different leagues. Um, but that's my guilty pleasure. That's I love the I love the draft part. Oh yeah, the draft fun. drafting. That's the best part. Oh yeah, that's of right. fantasy fantasy sports. Oh yeah. It's then when I have to do stuff after that, where I'm like, ah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh man, Jordan, what about you? Any sports guilty pleasure for you? Yeah, college football. Um, I know I I've grown up <clears throat> watching college football. Um, not a lot of people. I know since I moved here, I noticed the games are on late. Hawaii played. Now, everyone knows that even back home, Hawaii is one of the last games that is on. It is, it is 2 a.m. here when Hawaii is still playing. Right? Everyone's going to sleep. Not me. I actually stayed up to watch Hawaii just because it was football. Now, I watch I watch the Mac on Thursdays. I already remember the Mac is Thursdays. Wednesdays they have small schools being played. I'm watching, and then you have Friday sometimes. Like they'll have like a Friday game, small school game. I'll be watching that. And then Saturday is the whole slate with all the the powerhouses teams. I'll watch any team, anytime, anywhere, <laughs> because I love college football. Like I, that's me. So college football. See that sounds me, like. That sounds like more like an obsession than a. Than yeah, a no, it, it really is. Um, but to be honest, I grew up around. I grew up around it. Like my grandpa, he would watch college football on a Wednesday, and I would sit and watch it with them. And my mom's boyfriend is another reason why I love college football so much. 
because he plays it it's kind of like fantasy draft except you it's college fantasy yeah, so you're just gonna ask if you do college fantasy. no i have that been asked to join multiple times i have been asked to join multiple times because i have helped my mom's boyfriend at times pick small schools and he'll wind up doing really well so that is my uh guilty uh obsession or pleasure is college football i'll watch it anytime anywhere any day and i still talk about it too and there's not even anything happening not surprisingly, I have been in a college football fantasy league. Those are fun. Those are I, fun. No, I, was in, I was in an XFL fantasy league. Like <laughs> okay. The, the, the first year the XFL existed. <laughs> the, the, the first year the XFL yeah. existed. Like, yeah, I was on a Yahoo had XFL I, fantasy league. And I knew enough about I, it that I, I had five of the eight starting running backs on my team in the, after the draft. Let's just say I wouldn't be surprised if we find out sometime down the line that James was in a professional pickleball fantasy league. So, just do you, do you that, that level. I is... haven't I haven't gotten uh, to be degenerate enough to do like fantasy golf or NASCAR yet. Well, it's out there, buddy. And it's out there, buddy. It's out there. So just you know. If you if you dip your toe, you might fall in. So just be careful <laughs> when you're doing all that. All right, that will wrap up episode 223 of the Get Around Podcast. Uh, another good one, uh, boys. Uh, Jordan, this was just your third, I believe. But, yeah, third uh, one. You seem like seem like you're you're fitting in and, and starting to gel really well. Uh, glad to have you on board. Thanks. Um, so. Uh, episode 223 uh, next week episode 224 because that's how numbers work yeah uh, I am your host Brennan Queeley alongside me virtually was James Cook and Jordan Puente thank you both for being here thank you to our audible viewers for tuning in to another episode of this fine fine show with that episode 223 of the get around podcast is in the books yeah.